How is it going everybody? This is Martin Stokes here and this is Dean Scurry and I am a traveller and I am a countryman. Welcome to a traveller and a countryman podcast. podcast. Let's have a bit of fun. Where do you get that from? From me. Ow. <laughs> Saucer milk for table two. <laughs> I think it's when someone asks you a silly question and you don't want to give them a silly answer. I just say, meow. <laughs> but it's a fuck. It's annoying as I know fuck. that. That's why I do it. Yeah, I love doing nine things. Sure, if I could take a hundred more nine things, I'd do, <laughs> do them as well, yeah. I'd probably do anyway. Let's do the weather. Um, it's very, very cold out there. Uh, probably it's, it's not fucking cold. It is cold. Are you cold. making up the weather? Team and rain out there. Are you serious? It's not cold. I'm sweating. I'm here in shorts and t-shirts. Um, no, I said outside, not inside. It's team and rain out there right now as we speak and we're promised the winds of, I think it's 19 miles an hour this evening. So obviously it's going to, um, there's going to be a big savings on fuel on the, the aircraft, airplanes flying from city to city to city. They'll get a kickstart from the wind. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we've lots of rain out there today, lots of wind, but I love it. Absolutely. I'm going home, when I go home this evening, yeah. I'm going out there and I'm just going to take a stroll around in that lovely, misty rain. There's something special about it. It's just beautiful. Walk around the camp or will you walk around Wally Uh Well, I will walk around my camp. I come out every evening, yeah? Every evening I come outside, we'll say, before I go to bed. And I get that nice, fresh air. Nice quietness. Sometimes it's rain, it was a mist of rain. I love that part. I love that bit. And there's something just very, very special about it. The air, the sunshine, and the rain. Where's that come from? Come here. At what level of at what level in the sky, yeah, is does the wind say we know the rain come from the clouds? Or do you know that? Did you know that? Yep. Good man, Dean, you got that one right. Thank you, Martin. Right. So the wind is above or below the clouds? Is the wind above yeah. or below the clouds? Come on, you told me before you, you studied all this number. But let's say you walk out there and the flags are blown. Yes. Is it windy? It is. Yes. And then if you go up to the top of the old tower blocks in Ballymun. Yes. Is that windy? Yes. Now, I don't know. I've never been up there, but I'm guessing there would be, yeah. And then if you go up in a hot air balloon. Well, they're gone. The tower blocks are gone now, so I can't go up there. up in a hot air balloon, do you reckon it's windy up there? Uh, uh, yes. So the answer is the wind is everywhere, every height? At every height. Above the clouds, in the clouds, below the clouds. Do you think so? Yeah. Right. What do you think? I don't know, but I don't really think so. So do you think there's no wind up where the clouds is? No, but it's not that I don't think there's no wind from the clouds. But think, just think for a second. When you're in an airplane, yeah? And of course, we travel up and up and up and up and up and we hit the clouds. Then, we're going through the clouds. Yes. And then, all above the clouds, it's all calm. Have you ever noticed that? It's calm because you're in like um, a pressurized have you ever airplane noticed? cabin. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you open the window there. What do you think could happen? Ah, no, I know that. I would see, even if there was never wind, you depressurize. If there was, if there was be out. yeah, if there was never wind, the, the um, with the speed the plane is doing at five hundred and fifty miles an hour, sure it's going to be pressurized anyway. Yeah, the super fast be. wind up there. Once you go over like thirty thousand feet. Yeah. The wind is super fast. Like it's traveling at serious. The wind is? Yeah, serious speed. 
So the higher we go into the sky, the, the stronger the wind. Up into the atmosphere, yeah. So where does it all come from then? I know this is a bit, uh, what do you call it, a bit crazy, a bit freaky. Like we're talking about wind. Where Where does the, we know where the rain comes from. <laughs> I know, we know, where I the know sun, a woman used to say. We know where the sun comes from. Where does the sun come from? <laughs> Go on, that's what I want. Where does the sun come from? Uh, we get back it, to the rain and the wind in a minute, yeah. <laughs> it 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 came from the explosion that created the universe. The sun? Yeah. It came from the explosion that created the universe. So what exploded the, the, the Right, I'm stuttering here, right? What explosion created the universe? The Big Bang. We spoke about this before. Well listen, I don't remember. I need I need a rephrasing. It's the Big Bang. Right. So you think that a big uh, explosion created the universe? Correct. Well, science thinks that. Uh, science has been wrong a million times over and over and over. Yes. Where do you think, where do you think the sun came from? The, the, whole, the whole thing has been created by God. Where the, was it? The whole complete universe has been created by the hand of God. Um, That's what I believe. Before God made I it, think, where uh, was it? Who created man? Come on. Well, in your book, it's God. God created man. So there's different books. So are you telling me that these uh, scientists know more? Dan? Dan what? I won't even go there. Than God? No, absolutely not. That's what you believe? I believe that God created the, the, the universe, yes, the yeah, whole world. And you believe that God knows more than the scientists? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's what you believe. There are other beliefs. Uh, yeah, but like, come on, let's be real about it. Like, come on, let's not be... Let's not make two complete. What created that phone in your Bad pocket? Was that God Egypt. or was that science? God gave man knowledge and know-how. So God created man, and then man created science. No, God gave man knowledge and, and know-how. So he made a phone. He used the knowledge that he received. So the same scientists that you're saying don't know what they're talking about created that phone. No, I didn't say all scientists. I said some of them don't know what they're talking about. Some of them just the and, ones, and, and just the them, ones that talk about the creation of, them, of the of universe. Them, and some of them are probably millions. Not just hundreds or thousands, millions. Millions of what? Millions of scientists. Yeah. They do everything for money, you know? Absolutely everything. All of them? Uh, You're being very, very uh, ver generalist I'm there. Very, generalizing. I'm very bold here, very bold. No, you're being very general. Like oh, That's like me saying all travellers are robbers. No, I didn't, I didn't answer that question. You never gave me a chance to answer that question. I was humming and harming. And I, was, I, I, and I was trying to give you a percentage there. Winnie, he's humming and humming. So I'm guessing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing uh, if I give you a percentage of uh, of scientists, in my uh, in my understanding, there's uh, it would be um, a majority, not minority. Of scientists are only in it for the money? Yes. Yes. And are they the same ones who say that the universe was created from the Big Bang? Um, it's possible, yes. I know it's played impossible, but in your head, what do you I think? I tell you what, if they, if, if, they, if they made you believe that, at least it worked once. Have you believed in that, 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 they, that, that the Big Bang created the universe? I believe in a few different things. So here's what I believe. Do you want to hear it? I believe in God. I believe in a thing called love. Come on, yeah. Here's what I believe. So here's another one to say that what makes the world go around. To say love makes the world go around. Then other fellas, other scientists are saying, no, money makes the world go around. And other people say... Other, it's, other people say, no, it's, it's tyres that it's, makes the... It's the this. orbital, it's the orbital, um, it's the orbit of the Earth around the sun that makes it go blast, around. The blast of wind, that makes the world go around. <laughs> so who, who who's right in all of this? I'd say they're all half right and some of them are half wrong. Some of them probably are, yeah. Where do you think the sun came from? Uh, the sun? Yeah. I think the sun was created again. God gave us the air, the sunshine and the rain. 
So if it's God's, if it's God's creation, I mean, it came from God. God create all the. It was part of His plan. Did God create all world. the planets. Uh, I think I think he created the whole the whole universe the whole world yes the whole universe I believe yes no I'm not what you call all the stars and all if I said to you about if I said universe and then I use the word I'm not a universal person would that correspond to that yeah you're kind of very an earth centred person the world here earth yeah, so we don't need we don't uh, the other stuff that's that's up in the atmosphere doesn't really bother you. Not a bit. Because why you, you probably go up to about the clouds and then you think above the clouds, that's where heaven is. Uh, I'd say a little bit further than that. Right. How far yeah. up? Well, I haven't done any measurements yet, like, but I'm guessing it's a, it's, a, it's a bit further than the clouds. Just clouds all the way up and you keep going to the clouds? Uh, yes. So you know where your explanation of you go up, then there's clouds and there's wind and then you go above the clouds and it's all calm? Right. If you keep on going... You find peace. You find peace. Because you found heaven, haven't you? Very good. Wow. <laughs> that was a nice oh, one, yeah. Any boy. I like that one there. Yeah, it's not, it's like, that's a little bit symbolic. It's not uh, really literal. It's not like you're reading that from a book. No, it's, I'm not. That's a feeling you're getting. Yeah, that's right. And of course, it's what I, it's what I believe. And maybe, yeah, maybe I'm getting the, the, the signs, the, the signals somehow. Like you said, it's a feeling I'm getting, but... It's good. It feels good. There's this woman I know and she said, <laughs> she was describing the wind and she she said, that wind's at the coming out of nowhere. Well, she did now. That's another, that's, <laughs> that's another thing. Where to come out of? <laughs> so how high do we go above the clouds? And are you sure now, Dean, we have uh, strong winds above the clouds because... Yeah, well, they've measured the winds in our atmosphere and they're, let's say, 600 kilometre an hour winds. Yeah? Yeah, probably more. And above the clouds? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you you can't see the wind moving. You can't feel it moving because you're not up there. You can't see it moving because there's no clouds in that space. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But if you're up there in, say, a hot air balloon, you're being dragged across, say, the Atlantic from America to Ireland. Uh, that's hard to believe, isn't it? It's all right for me. It's like the thing, you know, the Gulf Stream. Did you ever hear of that? I've heard of it, yes. From the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. One of the reasons that Ireland's down in Cork and Kerry and all the waters are a bit warmer is because there's this hot stream of uh, water that comes up like a wind, but it's under the, under the sea in the Gulf Stream. There's similar stuff happens like that in the wind. Where is the Gulf of Mexico? <laughs> ah, you're, you're almost going to answer aren't you? <laughs> Were you going to think I was going to say Mexico On my way to Italy From the Gulf of Mexico Riding on What's that one there? Hold it a bit I forgot <laughs> That's a good song Who's that? Nah, it's lovely Ernest Hub sings that Feeling mighty low That's actually a nice song there. I just forgot all the words of it. That was all. <laughs> First time I heard Ernest Hub singing was 30, 31 years ago. Brilliant singer. American country. So anyway, back to, um, back to the air, the sunshine and the rain. So obviously the air comes from what? Where does the air come from? What are you talking about? The air we breathe? For the air and the sunshine and the rain. Them ones. The air we breathe comes from the plants. 
Did you ever know, right? I know it's probably going from one thing to another. Did you know yeah. that? Did you? The what? The air we breathe comes from the plants. Uh, I don't know, honestly. What were you going to say? Do, do I know it, what? It, it's good, but I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> it's hard. Look, it's hard to believe that. Come on, because if you were, um, how would I say? I know there's um, certain plants, like some flowers and stuff like that, bring a nice, um, what do you call it? A nice smell to the area, or whatever it might be, yeah? And the air, I think it's um, naturally in the atmosphere. Come on, it has to be. Sure, look, if you were out in a, in, a, in, a, in a concrete jungle, we call it, right? Is there flowers and, 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 and plants and stuff out there, yeah? Where's the, where would the air come from then? Or would you, would you start sniffing the concrete <laughs> for air? <laughs> Do you reckon that the air, you know the Amazon, do you ever hear the Amazon? Yes. All the trees there and those kind of like um, rainforests, they produce and clean the air that we breathe. Yeah, there's something. They're like, they're there like is, the lungs of the world, you know? Yeah. There is something very, very special about that. Like, um, for instance, if you went into... Say a normally warm day, just say, and you walk into an area where there's just literally walls and tar and concrete and all that kind of stuff. There's no, uh, there's no beauty about it. If you want to put it that way, or no, uh, what you call no relaxing feeling. But if you walk into an area where there's greenery, I don't know if you've noticed this. You've trees. You have grass. Plants all around you, all the kind of stuff. There's something very, very, very special and healthy about it. I was out hiking the other day and you were telling me I was mad. Where were you? Where were you? I was up the side of a mountain in the forest. Yeah, you weren't, um, you were, I'll tell you why we were mad for starters. You were mad because you were climbing a mountain in the teams around. You had no proper tools which in case you slipped or slide. Your phone was um, literally one minute your, 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 um, your signal was there, your next minute is gone. Um, supposing, just say supposing something did happen, if you slipped or slid or got hurted, yeah, and you, uh, say couldn't, just say couldn't make your way back by yourself, you needed help, who's there to help you? Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? That's a thing you've said to me a few times. Like, if did I, was I say out, that to you? If, no, but if I was out swimming and I didn't tell anybody, or I was up hiking the mountain and I yeah, didn't tell exactly. anybody. Yeah, exactly. I did talk about this before about that's swimming. A, that's a worry that you have. I don't have that worry. Dean, I don't have the worry about you. I'm saying to you uh, in my own specific way, yeah, is that I would not recommend it to anybody, no matter who, anybody. I'm talking about anybody. I wouldn't recommend it to you, for starters. I wouldn't recommend it to a young person. I definitely wouldn't recommend it to old persons going out walking on the sides of mountains on their own and then losing signal on their phones. God forbid. So where are you going and you're walking later on? I'm going, uh, I'm going to walk in uh, right around the site where there's about 400 travellers keeping an eye on me watching me walking. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even need a phone. I'm probably phone there. <laughs> Just tell uh, a traveller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be all out, there's Martin, there's Martin, there's Martin, there's Martin. He's out in the rain again. <laughs> I used to go on lovely walks like that in, that in that kind of weather in the evenings. It used to be lovely. Just something very relaxed about it. But anyway, back to uh, your mountain. Back to talking about the side of your mountain. I wouldn't walk on the side of the mountain because I think it's dangerous. You're probably more open-minded to it and have maybe 
you probably have a better insight to the dangers around you. Probably have, I don't know. But it's tracks and trails, so it's not, it's not me, easy. It's not just too easy to get lost. Sometimes, yeah, but you're one of these lads that's, uh, I think anyway, you're adventurous. I'll go off track all you the time. You like to, uh, if you spot something, um, like you spot a boat out there now in the middle of the sea, you're gone directing that boat, but you don't look down where you see, have you, have you even got a place for you to put a foot? And before you know it, you're at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> There goes Dean tumbling off the mountain. But yeah, Dean, they're the little things anyway. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe nobody else uh, takes notice of these things. Or maybe they don't care. Me, yes, I'd be. I'm what you call it. I'm, uh, I'm very, very serious about like safety issues. Now, I don't always get it right. Because I fell at the door myself a few times. <laughs> Are you too serious though? I think I am, yeah. That would keep you from going out and having the crack? Um, I wouldn't say that, like, but... I've asked you to go camping. I've asked you to come swimming. Yeah, but you're swimming out in the middle of the sea. I don't. Swim. Me in the middle of the sea. I can just about any anywhere at all. I brought you out to the sea. You wouldn't even paddle. I your feet can in just about swim in a swimming pool. Now, yeah, I have been at the out in the, on the sea, but on the edges of it, I'd know my limit. I go out a little bit enough just to maybe probably chest height, chest uh, height. And they were swimming up along it. Not, you must not have had an old accident when you were a kid or something like that. No, did you? I think it's um, I think it's all about the safety side, the safety side of it. Yeah. Yeah, but did something happen I when you were growing up or something? Did you get dropped what, in your head or something? What's the word for unconscious? Is it? Yeah, you're conscious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm conscious about it. Yeah, that's right. And I'm the same thing with heights. I can't. Uh, I have no head for heights. I'm literally the worst in the world. Like if there's something now. <laughs> we went climbing the ladder in town to go and look at that art piece that subset we're doing. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I got the ladder put it up against the. the you flew up the ladder. Is I that right? flew up the ladder. I have no problem with heights or ladders or anything like that. And you got to about. It was say there was twenty steps. You got to about step ten. You were halfway no, up and halfway I don't think, down. I don't, I don't even know if I even went. I don't think I went ten steps. You were halfway up. And yeah, halfway down, and we were trying to explain to you, sure, it's the same distance, just keep on going up. No, I couldn't do it. You can't do you it. You were trying to suss out in your head, I can get up there. Yeah, I was thinking. How, how will I get down? Well, yes, exactly. That's the, that would be another problem. I just, some people like that, I just haven't got a head for heights. It's very simple. Like, if I went up to, uh, say, if I went to, um, just say a hotel now, for instance. And I went to about five, um, probably five foot, five, uh, fifth floor now, yeah? Well, then for me to be, say, let's say going to the window, looking out the window now, I'd be very, very careful about... So was, I was only slagging it about going up to the top of the tower blocks in Ballymoon, but you obviously were never up. Not if I was getting a million pounds. You know why I abseiled down... Sorry, a million euros. You know why I abseiled down the side of the tower block? Yeah, I remember I remember uh, one time all the them lads, the lads was a group uh, all yeah, the all there, yeah. coming down the sides of the towers with the with the harness. Is that the right? harness and the rope walk down the the outside of it. It was mental. Oh, I love that. What was in it for you? Tell me that. It's a bit of crack. It's like it's like going skiing. What's why would you go skiing? It's a bit of crack. Uh the other thing as well. Do you know how, when you're on top of the building, yeah? Where did they have the harness to staple to? Tied down to. Do you remember there used to be like a concrete square block on the top of it so on the top of it there was like the exit box for the lift right so they had it like wrapped around that is that right yeah so it was tied down it wasn't going anywhere ah no obviously it would have been safe it would have to be safe of course yeah it was 100% safe but you still wouldn't do it not for a million no again some people like that I'm like that I wouldn't and you wouldn't give me a million quid not to do it um you wouldn't know how's that? What sort of question is that? You wouldn't give me a million quid not to do it. No, yeah, I take the million not to do it. 
No, I, I, take I wouldn't million. take a million quid not to do it. You wouldn't? No. So basically, me and you had a choice of doing it or not, you'd, you'd take the million pound for, to... I wouldn't take the million quid. I'd do it. This is confusing now. I know. That's why I so said it that way. So you'd rather do that than take a million quid? Yeah, but I'd take a million quid, but I'd do that Dane, as well. Come on, be real, come on. How do you expect anyone to listen to this podcast, seriously, <laughs> to believe that my you point wouldn't is, take a my million point pounds... Is, there wouldn't be much to hold me back from doing it. Go I'd first. be running to do it. Would you? Yeah. Well, I would I'd take the million not to do it, all right, but I wouldn't take a million to do it. No, absolutely not. No amount of money. But again, that's that's just me. I can't speak for everybody else. Would you get on a motorbike? Uh, motorbike, no. Definitely not. A horse. A horse. Ooh, we're getting to it now because I can see you smiling there. That's the traveller in you. Look at you. Yeah, but the thing about the horse is... Um, you can sort of control that horse, can't you, with the with the harness again? A lot of people say you, you couldn't. You control a horse. How are you going to control a horse? The horse will do what it wants. They have a harness there for holding them back, haven't they? So you have a little bit of control. There's, um, yeah, if the horse goes out of control. But there's handlebars on a motorbike. Jump off. Jump off him. That's the, that's, <laughs> jump that's off. The, that's, safety, the safety conscious Martin Stokes is saying, that, if the well, horse no, yeah. is trotting on, jump off it. Would you want to jump off him before he hits the wall? You would. Because <laughs> that'd be me anyway, I can guarantee that. Uh, motorbike, no. Motorbike is a very, very dangerous thing, to be honest with you. Very dangerous thing. Did you ever notice, right, this is how uh, some laws can be very, very stupid, Right. No, it's a silly. Probably is it probably silly to even say why would you have one in the first place? There's no um, there's no seat belts on motorbikes. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I had drunk water there at the same time. Yes, there's no seat belt on motorbikes on a motorbike. Yes, because if the motorbike crashes, yes, it doesn't have four wheels like a car. It's no. not stable. Yeah, that's right. Go on. So it'll, it. it'll be unstable and it'll fall on the ground. Right. And you'll be scraping along the ground on it. So what, you, what, what is your point you're trying to make to me? Tell me, go on. If you're strapped to the motorbike and it crashes, yes. you're going wherever the motorbike's going. Is that right? Yeah. So do you not think... No, I'm not, uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to sit here and act like a specialist about motorbikes or stuff like that. Do you not think that the most damage comes from when the motorbike... If a motorbike hits, say, whatever, for for whatever reason, crashes, does the motorbike that come afterwards? Say that again? Is there not a great chance, right, that, um, say, someone hits hits on a motorbike? Yeah. Touch wood and, God forbid, hits something, yeah? They're gone flying off the motorbike, is that right? They're gone flying off the motorbike, it's like, let's say, over the handles, yeah? Yes. So then the motorbike comes next. After them, yeah. And hits them. Probably, probably many times out of ten would you give that? Yeah, that's, that, that's if it's that type of impact, if it's if it's yeah, straight de- on. De- depending, yes. It could be a side on or a rear impact or whatever. So where's the where's the scientific proof that it's actually safer to have no uh, seatbelt on a motorbike? So would you strap yourself? Let's put it this way. I seen did you ever see them things on the on the say if you go to the YouTube, yeah? Where these fellas are doing all the racing on the motorbikes. Yeah, nine times out of ten the motorbike comes and hits them. Well, not nine times out of ten, probably probably five times out of ten, the motorbike comes and hits them afterwards. So what's doing the damage? You're saying the, you're saying the motorbike is doing the damage. It's but doing if they're the da- strapped to that motorbike yes. and it's going 200 kilometres an hour Yes. and that motorbike goes into a wall, where are you? Strapped well, to the thing that's in the wall. Stra- on the motorbike, yes. But if you're, if you're not strapped in, you have a chance at least to get off the thing. 
If it does crash and you go over the handlebars, you have a chance not to be hit by it as so. well. Yeah. yeah, but that's what you're saying. It's oh, not. No, I'm not. It's saying, not ten times not, out of ten. No, I'm not. It's not even nine times no, out of ten. I said about five times. Yeah, so it's half and half. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not completely saying that whether it is or isn't safer. But it looks like. Um, I think you should try it. I think you should get on a motorbike. Why? Why would you think I should try a motorbike? Tell me that. You have the shape of a motorbike cyclist. You've got the head. I could see. I could imagine you in all leathers on your bike, going around. So are you seeing on a big 650 cc CBR? Are you, you and Bridgie touring the wild Atlantic way. So are you saying it's only well-fit, strong-toned muscle men that uses motorbikes? Ah, forget about it then. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on your horse. <laughs> Stick with the horse. <laughs> Get back uh, on the donkey. Yeah. Now, another thing. Uh, buses. <laughs> Go on. Buses. Yeah. Same story. <laughs> oh, no seatbelts on buses. No seatbelts. Oh, so they have seatbelts, say, on school buses now. It's mandatory. Right, yeah, they have. That's mandatory. All of the, that's, not, not if you're driving now. a car, there's a seatbelt on. But if you're on a public Transport bus, bus. there's no seatbelts. TFI, is it? Transport, what? What's for? What's TFI Transport stand for? Transport for Ireland. Yeah, it took you a while to guess that one, didn't it? Anyway. But there's no seatbelts on no buses, seat you're right. No seatbelts on buses. What do you think that is? There's never has been. So where's the safety? The seatbelts on coaches and the seatbelts on coaches. If you got a coach up the Belfast, yeah, that's right. Seatbelts on them. Yeah, all private. If you get the airport bus. Yeah, but bear in mind, uh, all coaches are, are um, privately owned. Private operators. So you've got the insurance so we have liability. Government making making rules. About, it is the government that makes them about seatbelts, but yet they have their own transport with no seatbelts. Have you ever thought of one? Yeah, I never thought about one, that one. Well, this is me. These little things I look out for sometimes. And that's why I admire you. So, but who gets away with it? Who gets away with it? Your your, your best mates, the government. The government, The yeah. government. The government, yeah. So that's how it is there, Dean. See, they get away with that because... They're the gangsters. Now, I don't know why they get away with it, but they make the rules. Very simple. So that was the story here, Annie, about the, the buses and the wind and the rain and the air and the sunshine and all that stuff. So, um... Again, and let's talk about no, because I'm running out of chat here for you. You know what I'm saying? I can't carry you through the, through the whole podcast. Oh, did you know that um, the electric picnic? Yeah, the one you went to last year. Uh, you, um, basically, no, I know. I think I said this before as well. I'm not sure now. You and all your ki- your kinfolk. Now you might say, who is the kinfolk? I'm not talking about your family, okay? All the rebel rousers that go to Electric all Picnic. The, um, all the settled people, basically. Travellers don't go to it. Ah, now I was seeing Martin Bean's ward there last year, so... No, did you? Yeah. He must have been cleaning up the place because the mess you left behind you. <laughs> Good man, Martin Bean's ward. <laughs> Fair play to him. So anyway, yes, you left a big mess behind you the whole You destroyed the place. Have you had to say for yourself? With all the tents and all. You were there. Personally, no, it wasn't me because I brought my oh, own tent you, home. How many thousand people was there? Do you represent all travellers? No. How many thousand people? Do you represent that? all no, travellers? No, I'm not saying that. I'm having a debate here with you right now. I think now. there's something like 70,000 people. 70,000 people. Yeah. At this. Now, I'm not having a word to settle people, but this is a fact. This is what happened. It was on the news and it took millions and millions and millions to clear up all the rubbish you left behind. All your chipper food papers and your bags and your whatever. And they've got about 40 of them concerts every year. In yeah, the well, I'm talking about this specific one, yeah? The picnic concert, yeah? And, again, do you not want to talk about it, no? Oh, get on it. Because you're one of them people that was there. And I want to know, 
Why did you leave all the rubbish behind you? Come on, I wasn't on the newspapers. I was later on in the news because a traveller raised the issue. Was it a traveller, was it? Yeah, this is the debate here now, right? <laughs> a traveller raised the issue. Why did, why did 70,000 settled people destroy a community of uh, such a nice um, atmosphere, loads of, uh, what do you call it, healthy plants, trees, greenery all around you, yeah? And you talk about the ozone layer then. But yet you have no problem destroying the place, throwing your rubbish absolutely everywhere. And toilets also. Kicking the toilets all over the place you are. And you were using, you're going behind the bushes and travellers used to get blamed for that 40 years ago. They don't do that today. But yeah, yeah you had no problem doing it. You and your your uh, your cronies. Meow. Yeah. So have you no answers for me, no? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer there. I'm looking for answers. I don't represent anybody else other than myself. It doesn't matter who you represent. I'm not asking you to represent anybody. So what are you looking for? I'm talking, you're an individual, you were there. Yeah, individually What did you there. say about this? Uh, your Honor, I want to know what your you Honor, have to I would say like to, uh, about 70,000 people I'd like to have an electric court. picnic to a nice big greenery, yeah, that's well looked after, lovely landscape, absolutely beautiful, yes, and yet you and 70,000 other individuals, 70,000 and one, you're the one, went there and destroyed the whole place. Cost the government... Millions, not just thousands, millions to clean up this place afterwards. You left tents behind you, you left shoes, wellingtons, you left everything behind you, hats, caps, you name it. All sorts of rubbish. I slept in my car actually last year. You even great. left guitars behind you and all. I might bring me camper van this year. Yeah, so what happened? Tell me. Where's I want to know, I need a, a little bit of an explanation for this. I want a small bit of an explanation just to satisfy. People are listening to this and they're still wondering why after 12 months, why there has been no answers to a place, um, again, a lovely, beautiful landscape being destroyed. They're looking for answers. We need answers. So where's the answers? I think people need Has to... Has anyone uh, got anything to say about it? I think people need to realise that us being entertained as people isn't the main priority. I don't understand that. What was that? Us being entertained as people isn't the main priority. I think people go down to places like what that. What do you mean being entertained as people? Like you're it? turning up and there's a gig on and there's, you know... And not caring about anything just not you. caring. Yeah. Not caring for the atmosphere... The greenery, the landscape, the whole thing. Not caring about it's that. It's ridiculous. Is that what you're saying? That's I'm that with you. I'm with you 100%. Are you? I'm with you on that and the seatbelts. Yeah, but you were there. But I don't want to put a seatbelt on a motorbike. But you were there. <laughs> so come on, tell me, what was your reasons? Well, I learned from being up on your side that tipping isn't good. Did you learn is normal or illegal? Which did you learn? I want to know that. <laughs> a bit of both. A bit of both. So it's illegal then. You and, know it's illegal. And normal. So it is normal. Are you saying to me it's normal to go to electric picnic and destroy the place? Oh, people, that's what I'm saying. There's 30, 40, 50 concerts. Dean, not just I in Ireland. I've, um, I've made my point clear to you now. I didn't receive the proper answers. So I think I'm going to dismiss the case for the reasons that nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah? Uh, obviously, you heard about a couple of travellers there years ago pulled into the car park because in Cork was or Limerick. They left a couple of bags on one side. But they put them beside the bins there. Course. You're saying it's one rule for the settled person and uh, one rule for the traveller? No. No, same rules apply to all. all although all, all rules don't apply, most rules should. Are you lost words? What happened to boys? I just told you what happened. They were given out to her, but for doing things neatly. A couple of nice camper vans, put a bit of rubbish in a few bags, left them beside the bins because they knew the lorry was coming around taking these bins and emptying these bins. So they didn't throw them all around the car park. 
like like what they've done in the electric picnic. You're looking at me like I'm representing anyone other than yourself. Uh, no, I'm not blaming you for it. But I'm saying, as an individual, you are there. What do you think of it? You tell me what you think about it. Is it okay to destroy the landscape now, that's what you're saying? Is it okay to throw millions of pounds worth of rubbish? That's a good, that's a good one there, millions of pounds worth of rubbish. How was rubbish worth millions of pounds? I'll tell you what, some fella made a mint of uh, all the camps that were left. All the tents, all the chairs, all the blow-up beds. He collected them all. Collected them all. So they let you go in for a couple of hours after the concert. Yeah, but really what you're saying, clean the place up there. Otherwise someone's coming in with a grabber and just grabbing everything and throwing it in, into a landfill. Right. But there's this fella has set up where he's collecting the tents, cleaning them out and selling them at a, a knockdown price or giving them to homeless charities. Right. And the other thing about it is also, should they go and let his picnic go ahead again this year? Yeah. Every year. It's sold out as soon as the gig ends. So when is it now this in year? In September. It's, short, it's sold it? out the next year. And they know the same thing is going to happen again, basically. To do. There's some kind of wanky, oh, we're going to have an eco-friendly concert. But it doesn't happen. Like, there's 70,000 people down there. There's just rubbish, cans, bottles, tents, blow-up beds, whatever, strewn all over the place. And the place is massive. Even if you even if you walk around there and when there's nobody there, it takes about two hours to get around the whole place. Right. Can you imagine how, how, how big that field is? I uh, have the rest of my case. I think it's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace, I think it is. But listen, that's neither here nor there now, and the reality of it is, it's nothing to do with me because I wasn't there anyway. I've no plans of going there. If it was, I'd bring a rubbish bag and put a bit of rubbish into it, like, you know, and to dispose of it in a, in, a, in a proper manner, like, you know what I mean? But again, that's your business, Dean. If you can't, if you can't manage that, that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I went that's in the car last that's year. Up, and that's up to you. That's I, your slept issue. In the, I slept in the car in uh, with a mattress on it, and it was bleeding. So are you deadly. going to share again? Yes. I don't know I, if uh, if I have the camper van, I might go. Like a, all it needs to do is piss rain for an hour or two, and the whole place is destroyed. Like I know that it's just muck and slop everywhere. How many times have you have you been at this? Probably about ten times. Right, and what's the whole thing? Say, I know I should probably shouldn't use this word. Is the whole thing like a hippie show or something? No, it's like music. What types of music? Every type of music. Reggae music, dance music. But is there any official bands going to it? Or can anyone just jump up on the stage and put their head going for all the work? Well, there's, let's say there's about 30 different stages. And beating each other up with, with uh, guitars and stuff like that. <laughs> what? Is that what you're into? No, that's what I believe that happens down there. <laughs> so let's say there's about 30 I don't or 40. believe I hear. Let's say there's about... 40 stages. There's probably 100 stages. All different sizes. Stages the size of this room and stages the size of this building. You know right. what I mean? Huge, big things. And there's uh, drinking allowed, is there? There's drinking. Uh, there's quite a bit of drugging as well happens. Right. But there is drinking allowed, yes. Yeah, plenty of drinking. Right. And say, another silly question, does, does there much fighting take place in us? Not much fighting at this one, no. No, not that I've That's observed. That's good. That's good. I, I like that. Yeah, it's a kind of, it's a chilled out vibe. The, there are ones, the vibe when you get there is a little bit more heavy and, you know what I mean? People are there for a different reason. But Electric Picnic, thank God, seems to be one of those ones where everyone just wants to have a good time, yeah, party, relax, run around, go and see the bands they want to see, have the food, sleep in a, in a tent full of bleeding water and just bleeding, yeah, hang out and have the crack. So basically it rains all the time. Obviously at that time of year there's a chance it's going to rain. There's a chance, like today. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like yesterday it was 20 odd degrees. Today yeah. it's bleeding 
book getting down. Yeah. So you can't tell. We're in Ireland. But it's beautiful. I like it. Yeah. So you, what you do is you prepare for the worst and hopefully you get the best. So did you bring a tent or did you sleep in the, in the, in the, in the camper that you brought? Someone brought a tent for me, but I also brought my car and I slept in my car. The car was better because I could just put the mattress in it. Obviously, put, put the window down a little bit. I had, I had the roof box on top, so all my gear was in that, so I had loads of room. Obviously, if it was raining and you have a tent, there's going to be puddles coming in and out through you. Again, it doesn't matter how good your, your rain as gear said, is or your tent. As I said earlier, you're getting travelers wet. used to do that 40 years ago. And now today, the settled people want to become travelers. I can't make that out. How do you? I don't understand that, do you, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> if we got the opportunity to do electric picnic or something like that I wouldn't go to it would you do it no would you not not a chance if they said look there's a tent over there with a podcast there's 400 people in the tent we're paying you 500 quid to, to go down would mean you're going to do a podcast mean you're going to do a podcast no would you not do it no I oh, was at a couple of podcasts in the electric picnic could last you, year. Could you up the price there a little bit, please, if you don't mind? <laughs> <laughs> Would you not do it, no? Money, what do you say? Money talks. Money talks, bullshit walks. <laughs> oh, I love that one. Yeah, but that's the crack. So you reckon next time you're going to bring a camper, yeah? You might bring the camper, yeah. So is there many campers in around it? And I haven't been at it. Just, just what I heard it and what I read at the paper, the, the news, and what I've seen on the, what you call the Google News and all that. Oh, man, my head was done in reading about it. So there's people down there in all, the place. all types of tents, from the very basic tent all the way up to luxury tents. Whoa. There's, wow. There's campers, mobile homes. There's people sleeping in their cars. There's probably people sleeping in ditches as well. So you're allowed to bring a, a, a caravan into it as well, yeah? Yeah, you yeah you pay the quid a couple of quid for it like. So tell me something for three a couple days. Of quid. How expensive is a ticket just for your car then? I'm not sure. I haven't got a clue. I got like um. So you're stolen? Serious? <laughs> you say I stolen? Travellers get discriminated for them things. You know that? I had like a and pass. And now you? But I can imagine. It, I can imagine for a three day pass with a camper van, it could be probably about seven hundred quid or something like that. For a three day pass with the camper van. With the camper van. That's very expensive, isn't it? I'm not sure if it's that, but the, the three-day ticket or something is like 300 quid. Just for a walk? Just, just to walk in and probably camp. Serious? Yeah. Well, I guess for someone that maybe likes that, it's probably okay. Well, you get to see all the big names in the world in one place over three days. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're young, or whoever you are, and you're into music... So is there much security around it then? Yeah, there'll be plenty of security, plenty of... Uh, Plenty of stewards, plenty of food, plenty of toilets. Yeah. Place to be kept well, like kept well. Are you serious? Like other than after just what I told other you, other than the rubbish everywhere, other than it costs millions to clean up afterwards. But it'd be well organised. Oh, it's well organised. I know what you mean. So throw what you want and do what you want. <laughs> kick what you want. Push what you want. Come in and give us your three hundred quid. We'll put a couple of toilets in yeah. and then leave your rubbish everywhere and leg yeah, it. Yeah, and probably about seventy-five people queuing up for the one toilet. Is that it? How much is seventy thousand? 70,000 people? By 300. By 300? Yeah. Well, it's 370,000. Exactly. How much is that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not good now right off the top of the head, like, but... It's a lot of dollars, isn't it? Yeah. Did you ever... Did you not do your maths in school, do you know? Okay, let's do it. 70,000 by 10 is 700,000. By 100 is 7 million. By 300 is 21 million. You know what I mean? So they're making 21 million at the very lowest rate for three days. And they're not actually making the 21 million because they're paying security, they pay they're the paying acts. staff, they're paying the acts. But. Let's say they walk away with 10 getting, million quid no, after three days. More, they're getting more. They're getting a lot more than that. If you give it at the minimum price, 300, 
that's walking with a bag in their back and throw your tent on out there. They're charging other big prices for other tents and all. So yeah. what about close up to the stage is what happens? Is it not more expensive? Or is it just who gets there first? Who gets there first? So can you pull a 40 foot no, I think th- I think there is like VIP wristbands and all that. I was going to say stuff. that because if that's the case, can you pull a 40 foot mobile home and a big truck right in front of <laughs> right in front of the stage for your three hundred euros, <laughs> and then they charge the vendors and all for selling the food. Like there's hundreds of food vendors. Yes, and they're paying the rates. They're paying the rates as well. Yeah, to get in, maybe maybe more than what you're paying. So let's say they walk away with what fifteen million. If we calculate twenty one million, you could double that. I'd say double that. I'd, I'd be guessing double that. Now I'm not a uh, not the best scholar in the world, like uh, the mathematics. Every year. Every year, yeah. For that one festival. And there's 30 of them festivals happening around Ireland. 30 of them? Some serious dollar. And is these 30 all the same picnic festival? It wouldn't be that size. That's the largest one. But it is the same name, the picnic festival. No, you'd have all different ones. Like, there was one up in Bundor in the sea sessions. There's, you know, there's festivals all over the, all over the place. Oh, is that beside the sea, is it? Bundorden. Yeah, you said the sea sessions. Yeah, right at the sea. Beside the sea. Where the surfing is. Serious? Yeah. All right. And you think that's good? Dangerous from the sea, no? The stage isn't in the bleeding sea. No, I know that, but people are getting... Uh, you actually can get a floating stage. Did you ever know that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, your man's got all the money. The stage, the stage is like a boat. He's on the boat. I'm going to fucking put you on the floating stage. It keeps stage. floating out. <laughs> yeah, but people are getting drunk and being down around the sea and stuff like that there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. dangerous, I think, yeah. Did you see that floating... Hotel they're putting uh, refugees in in England. The floating hotel? Yeah. And you tell me, you contradict me about floating stage. <laughs> Did you see it? I didn't see it, no. It's like a big super tanker. Right, come here for a second. Do we not have? Hundreds, thousands of people onto it. On the sea? Yeah, out in the sea. Is it uh, anchored, like, obviously? Yeah. Has to be anchored. It's anchored, but that's where they're putting them. What the heck is that about? What's going on with them? I, I think it's their response to immigration. The government's response to immigration. That's crazy, isn't it? Let them come in, but we'll put them out in the boat. If you want to come here, we'll put you out in that boat. It's a way of saying you're not an English citizen. Yeah, well, if, if you come in, you're going on the boat. Never I see another thing there about um, going from electric picnic to electric cars. And I reckon by 2035, there's going to be... Not only is going to be no diesel or petrol vehicles, they reckon the EU is going to be putting a ban on them completely. For to make this, um, what we were talking about a minute ago, it's going back to one of the things again was about all that rubbish that you threw around on the, the electric picnic. They're talking about the ozone layer. So by having electric cars throughout the whole world, well, basically the EU anyway, um it's going to make the environment cleaner. And that's the main, that's the main aim, basically. So, what are you going to do for diesel? You've got a diesel car there. What are you driving? Electric car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a diesel. And I'm going to keep driving it. I don't think they'll get rid of diesel. They're, no, the EU, they will, they're, they're going to be bad. I don't think it's going to happen. Why do you, tell me why you don't think it's going to happen. Well, where is the electricity for the cars coming from? Uh, well, the plug-in and the... So this is this is like the wind. This is going back to the wind and the sun. Where's the electricity coming from? From the wind. 
Do you think it's coming from the wind? From no. The sea. Where's it coming from? Coal. Coal? Yeah, and oil. Yeah, but why have they got wind turbines? Because they're trying to... The it's problem with the wind turbines is they've no way to store the electricity. It's powered electricity. Yeah, but they've no way to and store it. And the thing there a couple of years ago on the watch call was a big, big thing about, however, I don't know how, it sounds silly to me, whether they reckon they could power electricity from the sea, a certain depth of the sea. I don't know how, how they could do it. Yeah, there's but, no problem powering stuff. Yeah. It's storing it. Where do you store the electricity? Um, I don't really know. There's something I never... Um, so that's the problem. It's There's no way to store the electricity once you generate it. You, right. can, you can store it temporarily. So they have to use it. So you have to use it straight away. Yeah, but they're doing that. They're making billions of electric cars, buses, vans, trucks. You name it. Everything is going to be electric. Yeah, so, but you're saying that they're for the environment, they're for the ozone layer, in your words, that they're getting rid of diesel, yeah? Yes. But they'll be using coal and or, coal no, and gas. Yeah, but again, some of these scientists that we were just contradicting about earlier on, some of them gets it wrong. Some of them gets these things right also. I think we're going to go nuclear. Nuclear? What do you mean nuclear? Like nuclear power stations. You're talking about blowing the place or what? No, that's nuclear bombs. Right, go on. So explain to me about nuclear power stations. So do you remember years ago there was a place across the Irish Sea called Sellafield? It killed a lot of people. Sellafield? Yeah. Yes, the, the, what do you call it? The, um, this was a nuclear power yeah, station. Yeah, they were going to talk, it was going to blow up. Is that right? Yeah, but it didn't blow up. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. So there's a big fear about nuclear power. Yes, come on. Right, not nuclear bombs now. It was releasing nuclear uh, oxygen into the air. It, it was a big thing about that, I remember. I don't know everything about it, but I remember little bits. Well, nuclear power heats the water and turns the turbine and generates electricity. Right. Yeah. So I reckon that that's what's going to happen. Rather than... They're going to create more Rather than plants. coal or gas or oil being used to heat the water to turn the turbines. So you reckon they're going to create more of these plants, is that it? Yeah. In different parts of the world? Yeah. They probably have them already. Some countries have loads of them, some countries have none. Right. So what's your main point you're trying to make then? Because like, I'm lost here. My main point is that unless we go nuclear... We're keeping diesel. We're keeping diesel. Yeah. So how do you, how do you know that's not the plan? Go nuclear. Yeah. I think it might be the plan. So is it good if you go nuclear? Nuclear has a bad reputation. That's right. Yes. Really bad reputation because people are afraid of it. Here's why. I'll give you a really good example. Yeah. What do you think about sharks? They're lovely from a distance, and I'm talking about a long distance. Do you think they're dangerous? Well, I think yeah. We we automatically think yeah, shark is dangerous. Where do you get that information from? From probably people who know people that was bitten by sharks. Or or the film Jaws. Yes, maybe, yeah. Yeah. This is kind of the same with nuclear power. We're afraid of nuclear power because... We hear the, so much about it, is that In it? the 70s and 80s, they made all these scary movies about nuclear power. But if you talk to a scientist who's worth the salt, they'll he, say... He'll tell you it's safe. That's the safe one. Yeah, That's the one that we could we could actually build a country on. You but know is I mean? it safe? That there... Blank checks. Dean, I'm telling you now, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of what's going on around the world, the money speaks the language, no matter what country you're in. Yeah? Oh, 100%. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So, so I, one, of, one of the stories out there is that the electric and oil and gas companies made stories up about nuclear power because they realised if we brought nuclear power in, that they'll lose out on the money. So we'll make people afraid of, of the nuclear power and we'll keep our game going. The oil and the gas... Coal. So anyway, we're back to the electric, yeah. 
You were like, saying they can't store it anywhere. They can't store it anywhere. But what if it's getting used, 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 then they don't need to store it. But they knew they need to store it because they need some kind of... I'm not saying they don't need to store it. I'm saying is, if there's a certain amount of it getting used, they don't have to worry about storage. So it's about finding the balance. How much of it do you use? How much of it do you store? Yeah. Do you have enough to store in case there's a big demand for it for something? Yes, exactly. And in this country, you know those um, data centres... Well, they reckon that they're going to, in this country, use about 30% of the electricity. So, do you know, like the big factories like Intel and all that? Yes. That they're using 30% of the electricity of the whole country. So, is that good for them? Obviously, it is. Good for them. It's not good for us, though. No, it's not. That's right. And maybe that's why electricity has gone so expensive at this stage. Because it's absolutely disgraceful, to tell you the truth. Crazy. And I'm not the only one saying that. A lot of people complain about electricity. All, especially businesses, small businesses are, are literally, uh, you might say, suffering for punishment. The great thing about it is you don't have an alternative. You have to have their electricity in your house. Yeah, and you can't do without it. You can't do without it. So you've no alternative. So you have to pay the money. No, I'm not whinging. I'm only just pointing out something that's like, that's not fair to, to people, like public in general. Like, I'm not exactly whinging about it because the way it is, I just take one day at a time and be happy anyway. There's no point in complaining. That's my uh, attitude because no one cares. No one listens to you whether you complain or not. You know different people pay different prices for electricity? Uh, not really, no. So let's say where you are. You've probably got a different rate. Uh, I'd imagine so, yeah. Than a house. But I was going to say we are travellers. Don't worry about us. It's okay. But you know what I mean? You've got a different rate so than a house. Goes, it's all good, Dean. Don't get upset. And somebody paying their bill by direct debit yes. has a different rate than somebody paying their bill by top-up card. It's actually dearer on the top-up card. Uh, so the yeah, people who have less money are paying the higher price. There's a couple of services provided there. They uh, charge you for your meter. Do you ever know that? There's a standing charge. It's like, uh, I think it's a euro, a euro and 10 cents a day now for your meter. There's some other name for it, I don't know. It's like you're rent- actually renting yeah, the meter. standing charge is called. The service of the cards. I know people mightn't understand it. To provide cards. It takes money to make these cards, so they charge you for them. So what's the other side of what you were saying about... The rate is higher for the people who are paying by card, like paying by top-up. Instead of paying, like, say, every Direct three months debit, or yeah. so. So the people who have less pay a higher rate. The people who have more pay a lower rate. It's mental illness. Yeah, I think that that's not fair, that that pay. That the people who have less in in this country pay the higher rate. People yeah. who are, are struggling, probably living in poverty, they're living check by check by check that's every nice. week. And they're the people paying the higher rate of electricity. It's ridiculous, like. And the answer to that is what? Nuclear. Who cares? <laughs> Nuclear power <laughs> and sharks. Now, back to power again. I know we talked a few about a few bits and pieces, yeah? Um, charging phones. Now, people put the phones on charge at night and literally doze off. Now, I'm not acting uh, Mr. Perfect here. I know there's no sugar lumps left in the jar and all that. But this so one, there's nobody in your family that charges the phone at night. No, no, to go no, no. Sleep. No, we absolutely not. Not at all. No, and I make sure that honestly. How do you make sure you go around putting on switching all the plugs off? No, I will tell you what it is. I have it put into their heads completely. Every single night, I'll tell them check your plugs into ampl- no, leave no. Um, is that for fire or is that for the cost of it? Look, at, God forbid, right? Listen, it's, no, it's not about the cost of it at all. It's nothing to do with cost of it. It's because it's dangerous. Plugs can heat up at night. We all know that. Now, you might just say, should plugs in here happen today? Yeah, maybe so. But if you have plugs in there and only, and only a certain amount of hours in the day, well, then why have them running for another 12 hours at night? 
I don't mean have them running. I mean, like, Chargers specifically are a soft, uh, I don't know what to call it. I'm not going to call them a soft wear. I'm saying they're, um, they're, they're a very delicate piece of work, if you like. And did you ever put a charger in there into your, your plug and your charger phone for, just say, a half an hour? You're going to take that plug out. Especially if it's not the charger What's off the that story? phone that you yeah, got with that sometimes phone. Sometimes it might be manufactured. Sometimes it might be one you got out of an old cheap shop or yes, a garage or something like that. that's right. The charger, nine times out of ten, the charger's roasting. Roasting hot. Yeah? So it is very, very dangerous putting, uh, putting phones on charge are probably the same thing for these iPads or tablets or whatever you call them, yeah? I love all your safety announcements this week. As I remember I told you earlier on, when it comes to safety, I go, uh, as the fellow would say, I go above and beyond. I try anyway. I don't get it all right all the time, but thanks be to God, I'm doing good so far anyway. Please God, it will continue. Now, the other thing, um, using phones, did you ever use a phone while it's on charge? All the time. So here now, you're basically you're scrolling through your phone now. And it's on charge. Yeah, you know you know there has been a lot of accidents throughout the world with that, don't you? No. The phone itself, there has been reports of phones, while they're on charge and people are using them, the phones actually blew up in the people's hands. Never heard of that before. I've heard of it. Um, I could say I've heard of it three different times. No, I've heard of someone on their phone while you were putting petrol in the car. And electric static signal from yeah. the phone created a spark. Serious? Yeah. I've heard that now. I would use my phone while it's charging all the time, but I wouldn't go into a garage, pull out my phone, make a phone call and put the petrol in. That'd freak me out now. I don't know. I've never... Um, I've, I try it, again. man. I'm telling you now. No, I won't no. try it. Why no, would I try dude. something? Why would I try something to be telling try me it's it, dangerous? Are you sick of me already? Yeah, you want to get rid of me, yeah. <laughs> Please try Not it. Not a chance. And the whole garage blew up, yeah. <laughs> Please try it. And then ring me while your phone is on charge and tell me how you get on. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully the explosion will go through my phone out on top of yours. <laughs> but yeah, Dean, all these things anyway, they're... Um, this is something you'd be thinking about, was it? The safety uh, stuff? No, it's just sometimes... I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, as I said, I am safe, I'm safe about the... Uh, about Definitely now about plugs being plugged in at night. Not a chance. I wouldn't sleep. Get out always, always, always. That's one thing I always, always do is make sure there's no plugs from TVs, radios, anything, but especially phones, because the phone charger itself is a very delicate mechanism. Very delicate. I'll do the opposite of that now. In the sitting room that I have, so there's like an extension lead coming out of the wall. Oh my god! I'm and there's about come on, thing, tell me five things plugged into it. Serious? So you're uh, you talk about nuclear, but you're a bomb waiting to take off. <laughs> and I never. So you have this it. extension lead, yeah, powered on on the wall with all the five things goes into the one uh, the one lead. And there's, there's a plug in every one of them, and they're left on all the time. <laughs> and I don't think that's dangerous. I don't even think about it. But then you were always you like you were always a risky sort of a chap, weren't you? Yeah, you seem to be doing all the you, you seem to be chanting all the dangerous stuff without uh, without thought for safety. You go walking in the mountains, you go throwing yourself into the sea, now person around you. You plug in five plugs into one uh, to one socket, basically. Swimming with sharks. Who's the swimming with sharks? I'm only I was trying to get you to swim with a shark. You have imagination there. 
Um, we'll just shark. I bet you're going to say yes, but I'm not going to believe it. I think I'll be into it. Who was the woman there a few months ago was on the, on the news where she did, she went deep sea diving and the shark approached her and she started literally swimming with the shark. Yeah. She got on the back of the, she got on the back of the shark and just, on this is like, imagine under the sea. But at the same time, she could be net to bits with the shark. So whatever. I think she worked a charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, she, she got on the back of the shark and just started going with the shark. Whatever. Um, what type of shark was it? I don't know what sort of shark it was because I'm assuming if it was a killer shark. Mm-mm. She wouldn't have lived to tell the tale. Bye bye, Jeffrey. That's how it would have been. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that's neither here nor there. It's none of your business. I was just going to say that people might think it's none of my business. And they're right. It is none of my business. Hank Williams said, mind your own business and you won't be minding mine. <laughs> oh, give, give us the bar of that one. Can't do that. What's that one? I said, Hank Williams said, yeah, go on, sing mind it. your own business and you won't be minding mine. <laughs> so how have you been? Are you all right? Yeah, all good. All good, Dean. Bit busy, all right. Doing a few bits and pieces. Busy with the family, of course. Thanks be to God. Busy is good because when you're busy, what was the, what was the one where... Um, the devil will find work for idle men. So when you're busy, you're finding your own work. You find your own bits to do. Yeah, I, I always find some. I try, I try to keep myself busy anyway, because I find if it's very easy to get the word I would use is very easy to get fed up. Very easy, but thanks be to God, I don't really let that happen to me because I try to keep on moving with something. Probably move until I'm tired and had to do anything else. You know we're rolling stone. Don't get no moss. Did you ever hear that one? Buddy Holly. Brilliant. Lovely song, tell ya. I just wish I knew the words to these songs, Dean. All I know is one little bit. Some great uh, some great songs out there where they have all these nice, what you call good meanings, like, if you like. But uh, should I sit for hours listening to songs sometimes? If I was doing a bit of work now, I'd put on a couple of, uh, a couple of prayers on my phone, do a prayers with that, and then... Then music time then. Put a couple of songs then and just... When I'm working, if I have a bit of music on, I can do my work a lot easier. Enjoy my work a lot more. But um, some people won't even answer the phone when they're working. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> little pig of me there. I know, I know one or two people anyway. I know one for definite. <laughs> won't even reply to a WhatsApp if you a thumbs up or something like that. And you had the blue tick switch off, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. The blue tick switch off on the WhatsApp. Why not at least have the blue tick on? Why, why do you switch it off? So you, you you don't want people to know that you actually seen their message, whatever it might be. No, it's actually for the people so they can stop checking. What do you mean stop checking? There's no need to be checking. Just stop checking whether or not someone got your message or not. Just send a message and get over it. No, that's a bit silly, I think. So you like to send a message and then check if they got it or not? Um, what, what, oh, whoa, whoa. I don't believe this, Dean. Hold up for one second. Please let me hit this one. <laughs> that's a good one. What? Where is the use of sending somebody a message? Yeah, and not knowing whether they got it or not. It's none of your business whether it they got your, it or not. It is your business because you're sending it to them. You want to know that they got it. Yeah, but Naturally. what if you don't know that they got it? Well, then there's in suspense. You you are. Is that the game you're playing, is it? Well, I'm saying to you, get out of suspense. No. Stop thinking about it. No, absolutely busy not. yourself with something else. I think what I'm saying is right. Don't be waiting. If someone sends you a message. Or my reply. Why would someone send you a message? Tell me that. Because they wanted to say something to me. Yes. So they want to know that you've got it. Is that right? 
Yeah, but the fourth part is they want to say something to me. That's grand. You can say whatever you want to me. No, no, you have it wrong. You see, this is where your weirdness comes in again. <laughs> if someone sends you a message, only obviously they want you to get that message. Is that right? Okay. So for them to say, know that you got the message, that blue tick comes up saying, yes, I got that message. So now you know, look, oh, you got it. So what more can I say? But then if it doesn't, you're thinking, maybe he didn't see it yet. So you don't know if you've seen that message. So if you something you really want them to know or hear, you're going to resend again, aren't you? So how do you know if 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 it doesn't if there's no response? The blue tick is is um it's like a response in its own way, if you want to put it that way. So now there's no blue tick, all right, maybe he didn't see it. But then again, oh yeah, I've seen it, it's all good now, I've seen it. You're all right then. Uh, you sort can, of, you yes. can get on with the rest of your day. Well, yeah, if I want if I send you a message, it's obvious I want you to see or hear that message. But if, if, if I'm left in suspense that you, ha- you haven't seen it, uh, not known... So I'm the total opposite of that. If I send you a message... And even worse again... You see or you, you, see or you don't see it. even worse again, no reply, no thumbs up or no... No, like, say, 100% stuff like... I sent, I sent Emma a thumbs up yesterday. She she sent me back. What the fuck is that? What are you sending me a thumbs up for? You know, like one of yeah. them. <laughs> We're friends, like, We're isn't friends it? now. <laughs> I had to make an excuse if I was going, oh, uh, there's paint all over my hands. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't send a message. I'm brutal with so all those. So she was the same way then. She wanted you to reply to some way in some way. Yeah, I'm brutal with all those emojis and all that. Yeah, that's stuff. stuff for you. Because you're... Um, <laughs> Some people probably wonder what's wrong with this guy. He won't even reply or he won't. It's none of your business. Get over thumbs it. Thumbs up or he won't even a blue tick or one thing or another just to say that he actually seen the message. I like a little bit of privacy. Now, I think you've just been weird. I think you're, uh, you just want to be, I could be wrong, you just want to be different from everybody else, isn't it? Elusive, like. I don't know. It's just such a, it's a hard one to figure out, honestly. It's easy for me. To figure out. Now, one thing I tell it's you about none of your business whether or not I got your message. No, you're right. It is my business, yeah. No, it's not. It's none of your business. It is. This this is another weird one you come up with again. It is. If a, if a person sends you a message, then the person that sends you that message, it is their business because they're sending the message. No, it's your business to send it. It's no. not your business whether or not I got it. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah but you, you have to make it your business. So let's say you wrote a letter. Yes. And you put the letter in the post box. Yes. Done. Done what? What's done? That's it. That's all that you should be interested in. No, 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 no. It you don't be waiting around on the edge of your seat no, for weeks goes, going, I wonder if she got I that know, letter. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, but you'd like to know that if the person that the person received that letter. Suppose the letter went astray and the person may be thinking on the opposite side. Gee, he never wrote me a letter for one reason or another. <laughs> You're overthinking this. I'm not overthinking. Just I'm let not, it go. Dean, I'm not overthinking. This is the reality. This is the world we live in. It's, it's 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 actually in case you haven't um, in case you haven't discovered it yet, it's called keeping in contact from both sides. Yeah, but I think there's too much contact. Uh, yeah, but that's, that this is where the weird part about you again—that's the problem, you see. There's too much. We don't need that much contact. So what, what do you mean we don't need contact? We don't. We don't need that much contact. Are you saying there's a bit of an alien in here or something? Is that? I'm saying that you're ease alienated. Off, ease off on the communication, lads and girls. We don't need to be in touch with each other all that. It's good. It's good to get in touch. And no, you'll that's get in a good touch one with there. me. That's nice. You'll get in touch with me, uh, you know, no, when you need no, to. No, and I'll no, get in no, touch no. with you when I need to. No, just what you said there, ease off, boys and girls, with the, with the contact. No, I think that's bad advice. Supposing um, there's someone out there and 
they want to contact somebody as a friend and they'd like that friend to reply to them in some way. Isn't that contact? Contact is, is probably one of the most things that sort of, you might say, keeps the world going. Yes, yeah, so... It's a big, big... In that situation... It's probably one of the biggest the You biggest would communicate things. that message. But what I'm talking about is the trivial stuff that we're sending each other all the time. Suppose someone sends you a message, like nonsense right? all the time. Suppose someone sends you a message, yeah? Now, I won't be doing it. And yeah. I, I haven't done it. You sent me a message if last week say, saying, Dean, is there any chance me I, and you could hook I, up because I want to have a good chat with you? And I was there within 10 minutes. If I wanted to say to you, right, about, yeah, I was talking about the camper van. Go back to where I was two seconds ago, right? Somebody sends a person a message. Yeah, they might want to do just a conversation, basically. And that person doesn't reply. Isn't that very, very ignorant? No. It is. I don't care how you see it. You cannot be right. <laughs> all I the can't time. be right if you're wrong. You can be right. Oh, yeah, I've been wrong millions of times. And I'm probably going to be wrong another million times. But the one thing I'm going to try to do is get it right. So I'm going to try and get this one right. If a person, say, even a young person, right, trying to contact another young person, could be a friend, and that friend didn't reply to them. Maybe they want a conversation or a chat. There could be anything on the other side of the line that they want to talk about. Could be some a shoulder to lean on or whatever. It could be anything like that there. And you tell me it's not ignorant. Now, they might be doing the true ignorance. Maybe they're too busy or something like that there. But you, you know exactly what you're doing. You are fully aware of what you're doing. But you don't see the... You don't see the side of it where uh, the fact that you're actually ignoring somebody... Is not is is uh, is healthy. Is that, is that what you're saying? Because you give me a very very bad explanation there. You're not, you're not really even trying to. So let's say you text me of a morning, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I I probably call you. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, text you. I'd probably call you. But the problem is, you won't answer your phone anyway. Oh, we don't have answer me phone. My phone's and you don't answer your texts. Phone, phone's on silent all the time. So yeah, I think you're a bit of an alien. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that anyway. I don't mind a bit of alienation I don't mind a bit of solitude of being on my own yeah yeah I don't mind that at all so would you be one of these strict guys now if you're working and you won't answer the phone oh no if I'm answering the phone if I'm working I answer the phone are you allowed to answer the phone in the job you're in uh, yeah probably probably not you either are or you aren't which is it <laughs> it depends on who it is yeah if it's my girlfriend I'll always answer the phone oh wow Dean the lion huh we call you Loyal Dean now, will we, yeah? No, because, like, there's nobody really that I need to be in that much contact with other than my girlfriend. Suppose that's true. That maybe that's show you. Yeah, obviously, of course. Do you know what I mean? If my dad sent me a message, I'd be on to my dad. If my ma sent me a message, I'd be on the whore. My brothers and sisters, I'll give them a couple of hours. You, I'll give you a couple of hours. Yeah. I'll just, you know, just let it... You don't have to worry about me because I don't phone you anyway. <laughs> and I don't send you messages. So you needn't worry about me. You, you can take me off that list. If I'm working on a project with somebody, we'll be back and forth. We could be back and forth 30 times a day. Yeah. Yeah, if we're working on something. But if it's just somebody just trivial stuff, I'll leave that for a while and then it might go off the boil and they mightn't bother with, they mightn't bother with that issue anymore. That's selfish. That is absolute <laughs> selfish. So basically, somebody could be trying to contact you. About, about rubbish? No, it might be rubbish. You never, never know what it's about. If you're not answering that phone or you don't try to get back to them. Now, I, I can't say, I can't honestly sit here and say that I've never got, I never, that I've never got missed calls 
Either I've always got back to people that phone me or maybe send me messages. Yeah, you haven't, obviously. I can honestly say that it happened to me lots of times. Yeah. But not with my full intentions. I would genuinely maybe at that moment be caught up on something and I couldn't get back to them. And I'd say, yeah, I'll ring you back in a minute. Yeah, that's or true I'll, for me as well. No, one second now. You just brought out a complete different side of it. <laughs> I can honestly say that I uh, I will try. And I've ha- I have uh, at times went on a complete day without getting back to a certain person. But that makes two of us. Only no, 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 no. You you do it intentionally. I don't. I will do my best to get back to who. If someone rings me, I get a missed call. I will always try my best to get back to them. Always. Sometimes I'll forget. Depending on how if, if your mind moves to something else, or you end up doing something else, or whatever it might be. Do you think I'm doing it intentionally? Like I've often got like calls disrespectfully. Uh, no, I don't mean it that way. No, I don't mean it's bad. I don't mean that bad in it. I've often I've often uh, got calls. Missed calls on my phone and it could be four or five hours since I got that call and my call list to be there gee I didn't know they rang me that kind of way I'm sure it happens to everybody it happens to me all the time and no you just said you just admitted earlier on that you deliberately do it my phone is on silent all the time do not disturb is on all the time everything all ringtones all bings bangs bongs they're all off all the time so it's literally on silence basically all the time all the time. Yeah. So I'll see a missed call if I pick up my phone or I'll see a WhatsApp if I look at my WhatsApp. If people text me on WhatsApp, won't see that I looked at it, but they'll see me response if I respond. We just talked about that. And it's weird. Yeah, maybe it is a little bit weird. But I've sussed out in my head, if people are waiting for me to come back to them, they need to get on with the rest of their lives and do some other stuff. Oh, Dean, that is Just so get on with other silly, stuff. I'm telling you now. waiting around for some of this. What, what, what's it I called? Don't, I don't think anyone is going to specifically wait around just for you to get back to them. Or anybody to get back to them. Stop looking. Nah, Put your I phone don't. down and stop looking if people are l- responding to your text or looking or have received your, that's a bad your attitude. message. I think that's a bad attitude to have. Honestly, I think it's a bad attitude to have. Because that means then the people that's on your call list, if they're on your call list, and they're ringing you, obviously they're on your call list if you can if if, if you're um if you can tell who they are. Cause would you or would you um would you answer calls that's not on your call list? How soon would you answer them? I wouldn't. You wouldn't at all. If a number came up, I didn't know it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't answer it. Wouldn't answer now. Uh, I would. Yeah. Nowadays, like in the last five years, there's been so many chancers and fake calls. Wow! Just stop answering them. Are you any number that I don't know, I don't answer. If it's a mobile phone number, I'll text back. Who this? Are you saying you've been stalked? Who this? Are you getting stalked? (laughs) (laughs) Dean is getting stalked, boys. (laughs) By some troll from Russia trying to empty me bank bank account. So you're afraid of getting stalked? You know, you just buy a phone call, is that it? Dean, where are you, Dean? (laughs) So there's there's a thing from a film. There's a is thing from a film. Yeah. Is that you behind the glass, Dean? <laughs> Someone picks up a phone and they go, who this? And yeah. So that's what I text. Hoorah, hoorah. That's what I text people back. Who, who this? this? Oh, yeah. W-H-O-D-I-S, question mark. So you just shorten the sentence on. Who this? Hoorah, hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you what? <laughs> Why you what? What you what? <laughs> you cool guy, you cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why you what? <laughs> you cool guy. <laughs> Who this? <laughs> you want a finger? <laughs> uh, you're stacking. Who are you stacking out? I think I might take that one out. That's not right. 
I'll take that one out, will I? It's not happening, a bit of fun. We're not really slagging anybody, are we? No. I'm actually slagging you, but because you said who this, <laughs> so that's where it all came from. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know, Dean. Uh, there's a character that I used to do, I might actually put it out at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um. So the, the last bit of this podcast is a character I used to do called Umbeki. Umbeki? Yeah, and it's kind of like an accent like that. Funny. It's funny. What, what is it though? Tell me what it is. You'll right? have to wait to listen to the podcast to hear it. Is it a sentence or... No, it's like me ringing up to like the Department of uh, Foreign Affairs and all. And you recorded it? Yeah. Serious? Yeah. It's funny. I oh. leave it at the end of this. You can have a listen to it. It's Umbeki. Hello, this oh, is Umbeki. Umbeki. Did you change the accent? Is that what I'm saying? Well, it's me doing it. And who are you, who are you actually phoning? Nobody? Yeah, like the, the Department of Health and all. Department of Transport. Yeah. Department of Foreign Affairs. Part of your comedy show or something? Yeah, I used to do it as a little skit. I ring up the Department of Foreign Affairs. Like a prank thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling them that I wanted to have an affair with a foreign woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we asked them, how do I go about this? That's what I go about. <laughs> I ring up the Department of Transport to see could I get a taxi to Bray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, so was that was that you that phoned up them and told them about the the cigarette lighter? Oh, was that one? There's gas. He smells the gas in his home. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the some of them asked the fiber officer asked them, "Where was that? Get out of the home or whatever, how it goes anyway." And he said, "Is there anything around you?" Yeah, I have a cigarette lighter here. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "It was stupid." Yeah, very good. It was actually wasting time because with the phone you don't phone fire officers and. I'm pranking them like you can't do that. We used to do it years ago. We no, used you to, shouldn't. You we shouldn't have done it. When we were kids, we used to pretend we were the IRA. Yeah? Yeah. And we'd ring up and we put on an Northern Ireland accent. This is Amanda. We've got your Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong house. <laughs> what, what, what does she say? Keep him, make sure you feed him <laughs> and wash him. <laughs> we'd be like 14, 15, 16 sitting around having yeah. a can or two. And uh, we just go through the, yeah. the the phone book. Remember the phone of book? Of course, if Billy was from Ballymun, he, he was happy to be kidnapped <laughs> yeah. uh, into a better family. Remember the White Pages phone book? You just go through it and you'd pick out a mad name, Mr. and Mrs. Toki. <laughs> Is that what you used to do? Yeah. <laughs> we'd flick through it. We'd ring them up. It was crazy too when you think the phone book. It was like it was personal details, wasn't it? People's phone numbers on it. Phone number, name, address. I was going to say name and address, the whole lot. Mental, completely. I'm wondering, do, do they still do the phone book? Could you still get the phone book? No, there's no more phones. You can't see no phones in the streets. And that's where the phone book used to be. If you had a landline in your house, yeah, but the phone they delivered book, the telephone used to have book. the phone book in the phone boxes, remember? We had a landline in our house. At one point, we actually had a coin one where you put coins in, but they'd send out the telephone books. So did the next, uh, did the next door neighbour ever come around to use the phone with the coins? People did all the time. But what about uh, someone used to take the, the thing from the bomb but where there used to be uh, there was like a little slot in some of the phones. And you'd stick it out lollipop stick up it. No, it would hold the coins. Yeah. And say the telecom air at the time, was it? They'd come around and collect the uh, collect the coins out of the phone. That was an old thing, wasn't it? Yeah, but we used to jam a little lollipop stick up it. So when somebody hung up the phone Yes. The, cha- the money that they didn't use would drop down into this little slot slot but they wouldn't get it out because we had jammed the lollipop st- stick up it. Right. And then we'd go around every couple of days collecting the change. We'd take out the lollipop stick. Oh, the phone, the public phone. The public phone. Ah, oh, yes. It's a little ma- way of making, you know, a couple of quid a week or whatever. So the, the, the money went to the slot, yeah. but it wasn't coming out in the... Uh... We had the slot jammed. 
yeah, we'd yeah, go yeah. around and then empty all the phones then. And you might get 50 pence on one and two pounds on another or something like that. So basically you were a criminal, I'm just saying. You were a thief. There was loads of those things I'd done. You were a thief. Did I tell you that one I'd done before? When I was in the comp school here, I used to rob people's lockers. So I'd say I'd go up to the locker and I'd put the lock up, turn the handle on it and take the book out. And then you'd close the locker back up. There'd be kids in the school going, my books are after being robbed. And I'd go around all the classes going, if anyone robbed your book, come and tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you were the gangster in the school, is it? If anyone robbed your book, come and tell me. So you could sort it out. I'll get your book back. And I wasn't really charging them. (laughs) I'll get your book back and I'll only charge you a pound a book. (laughs) (laughs) And how long did it take them to cop on the jewelry? They didn't at all. And then I got a job in the bookshop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So we used to take their So what I used to do Was sell books From the bookshop But I'd swap them With the books That I was robbing So I was making more money Because I was sne- selling new books And replacing them With second hand books So someone would go Me Matt's book got robbed I'll get you a new Matt's book But it'll be three pound And I would have taken Their Matt's book That I robbed And swapped it With the one in the shop You brought a new one Back to them I brought a new one Back to them So basically I could charge them More money How do you get more money Out of them I, I gave them a better product but you were you were robbing from your job, like how? What robbing from the school, from the shop. I was only a student. I was only a kid, like fifteen years of age, <laughs> fleecing the place. Fifteen years of age, you were still old fashioned enough to know not to be robbing, weren't you? Yeah, but like it was a, like an apprenticeship that I was giving myself. You have to learn the rope somehow. So you were you were educating yourself by being a thief. Is that what you're saying? That, yeah, I think that that's any of the stuff that I get involved in is all just for the education and the experience of it. Even robbing. Well, I would see it as like an apprenticeship, yeah. So, today now, at this age, would you rob? No. <laughs> I'm brutal. I'm brutal at robbing. Serious? Yeah. I get all nervous and all. Then I was fearless in, in that regard. But now I get a little bit self-conscious and I'm like... Is it brutal because, you, um, because you're nervous or is it brutal because you know, you know it's wrong? Well, yeah, the conscious thing kind of kicks in. I'm like... So you realise now at 50 years of age... Why am I actually robbing this thing? So I was in boots. So you realise now at 50 years of age. <laughs> that's that, that, that taking a while. Stealing is wrong. So you, 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 you might as well, here. So it took 35 years to learn this. You might as well learn the lesson at some point. I was in boots the other day. I got my tooth out. And I needed an ice pack to put on my tooth. So I went in, handed in my prescription, picked up the ice pack and got into my car, waiting on my prescription. And then 10 minutes later, I got back out. And on the way back out, I realised I'm at the robbing that ice pack. You never paid for it. I never paid for it. But I went back to yeah. the car, picked it up, and paid for it. But I have I've done that before, where I haven't gone back to yeah, the car. Yeah, but the the, the 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 opinion I'm getting now is that you only went back because you knew the camera was on the back of your car. Yeah, <laughs> your registration was picked up. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Dean. Huh? I don't do the robbing anymore. I used to even get say a robbed bike or a robbed wheel. And then one time I was cycling my bike and the I think the, the back wheel was robbed. I bought a stolen off somebody yeah. and I got about 30 punches in one day and i never done that again. So you felt you, this reason this has happened to you because it was stolen? Exactly, 100%. So anyway, Dean, this is what? Episode 44, is it? This is episode 44. There was a girl actually across the road. She walks in, the, in a coffee shop across the road and she goes, uh, where's the next episode with you and Martin? And I said, well, we're recording one uh, this week. It'll be out next week. And she goes... I use them every night to go to sleep. Just put the headphones on, get into the bed, put the headphones on, listen to us talking shy for an hour and a half and just fall asleep. Did you, um, 
Did you tell her the reason we haven't got more is because you won't answer your phone? <laughs> <laughs> so here, let's let's put in some subliminal messages. Some what? Subliminal messages. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up there, Dean, right now. Because people are listening Dean, to this. Uh, uh, yeah, they're in I bed. Want, they're sleeping. Yeah, well, if anyone are listening to this now, we're going to find out what this word means coming from the educated man. It's like this, watch. Subliminal. Yeah. Subliminal. Subliminal. Right, sublime. I heard of sublime. Subliminal. Come Did on. Did you ever watch an old film, right? And something flashes up on the screen for a second. Right. Did you ever see that? Go on. Well, that's a message. And they used to do like advertisements for like Coca-Cola and all. Yes. It'd come up with like a half a frame, quarter of a second up on the screen in the cinema. Mm, you know what I mean? I, I'm not sure about Drink Coke, it. but it'd be really fast. It'd be that fast you couldn't see it. Right, go on then. What were you saying subliminal? I'm going to put it subliminal. So there's people listening to this podcast at night in bed with their earphones on. Yes. You owe Dean 20 euro. <laughs> <laughs> Put it into his revolute. <laughs> yeah. What would Martin share? <laughs> is half time is, is another 20. <laughs> share this podcast with everybody in your WhatsApp. <laughs> it sounds like the film, uh, the, the comedy, scary movie, isn't it? The, the comedy one, yeah. <laughs> In the morning, as soon as you wake up, get onto your phone and send this podcast to everyone in your friends group. <laughs> I think you don't have to hold a ha how, yeah. <laughs> a ha the ha, the ha how, the ha, hold the ha out. Uh, hold out the cap. Because you're not short, you're not in short of begging there now. Well, come here. I've seen a couple of lads I know were at the Puck Fair in Cologlin. Have you been down there? No. Where's Cologlin? Cologlin is in Kerry. Cologlin. I heard it's of Cologlin. the start of the Ring of Kerry. Right. I was on my holly bops in uh, Kerry last week. I was going to say that was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, so, Cologlin is where the puck fair is, the, the go that they put in the cage. It's uh, full of travellers. Horses and, uh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of travellers go to a lot of fairs. They don't go to electric picnics, I know that. But they do go to a lot of uh, a lot of fairs. They, but don't have, they don't have foreign affairs. That's uh, No, no foreign affairs. <laughs> they're, not, they're not allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> You don't um, have the entry fee. They're, um, they, that's a thing for years and years with travellers going to fairs Do like that. Do you go to them? No, but a I'm, I'm, majority of travellers go to them in line of um, where they would have um, they would have been dealing in horses or wagons or carts or probably dealing in every, anything now. But um, yeah, I'd imagine that I would like to go to, to one of them, yeah. Right, let's wrap it up. Episode 44. 44, yes. A traveller and a countryman sending all the love out. See us on the road. Okay, go on, God bless. Transferring to an operator. One moment, please. Afternoon, Department Foreign Affairs, I can help you. Hello, how, how are you? My name is Umbeki. I am very new to Ireland, and I was wondering, can you give me information about divorce? About divorce? No, about... About divorce? Divorce, yes. Thank you very much. My English. We wouldn't have any. We wouldn't have any information on that. I'm afraid. I'm having an affair with a woman, but she is not from Ireland. So I'm wondering, how do I get information about divorce in Ireland? She is. She is a foreign woman. A foreign well, that woman. would that would be from a solicitor. You'd have to contact a solicitor. I have a wife, but I'm having an affair with a foreign woman. Well, then you'd have to contact the solicitor. They're the only ones that can advise you on that. Okay. One more thing. Uh, can you give me information about how to acquire a cheap television? I'm afraid I wouldn't have that information. 
I am, I am very sorry for wasting your time. What is your first name? Sorry. My name is Jenny. Jenny, thank you very much for your time. Bye now. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sorry, where is this? Department of Health and Children. Hello, my name is Umbeki. Yes. I am very, uh, very new to this country. I am, I am very sick. I'd like to know how to maybe to get a free medical card for free. Good afternoon. Here to see you. Can I help you? Hello, I am Umbeki. Where is this? Hello. Where is this calling? You're treating the HSE National Call Center. Okay, I am Umbeki. I am very sick. I'd like to know how to get a free medical card for free. Um, yeah, you would have to apply for a medical card. I can send you a form out in the post. Okay, I have a, I have a rash and I cannot go to the beach today. I'm wondering, can I, how can I get the form today? Yeah, from your local health center. Where do you live? I'm now in Balbriggen. Yeah, well, if you went to your local health center in Balbriggen, they'd be able to give you a form. Okay, uh, what is, uh, can you tell me information, one more thing, about uh, the contraception in, in, in your country? That, in relation to, well, I mean, what group to be? In, in relation to contraception. Well, I mean, if you, in, I mean, it would be available through pharmacies or, I mean, through GPs. Is it available for free? Well, I mean, the, all, I mean, all medication that's listed on the GMS scheme would be available if somebody has a medical card, but if they didn't have a medical card, they'd have to pay for it for over-the-counter medication or whatever, you know, if it's medication. And can you pay under-the-counter? It, it, it is. They are available in the in the pharmacies. So there's no black market in contraception? No, I mean, in relation to condoms or whatever. Condoms, yeah. Condom. What is What is condom? It would be available through the through your to uh, the pharmacy. What is it? What is it? The form of contraception. Okay, you have been very helpful today. Thank you very much. What is what is your first name? Uh, Nula. Thank you, Nula. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Hello. 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 Who am I speaking to? You're also the Department of Defence. I'm wondering. I am Umbeki from uh, Untuto. I am wondering. Can I uh, get my child into karate? I'm afraid you're onto the wrong people. You're onto the army. This is not for defense. Yeah. They're out of the army. My my children are in school. They are from Nututu and they are getting bullied and I'd like to have a self-defense. Well, it's no, use, it's no use talking to us. We've got nothing to do with that. Not for self-defense. You have to get out of the Department of Justice or something like that. Not for self-defense. Pardon? For self-defense. No, you're, you're, you're totally wrong. Totally no, like, wrong. I give you an example. Like Chuck Norris. Sorry? Like Chuck Norris. Ah, uh, goodbye. Sorry, Hello? Yes, hello. Hello, my name is Umbeke. I'm finding difficult to get into city centre. Can you tell me when the next bus is to city centre? I'll give you the number for Dublin bus. Is it Dublin bus you're talking about? I not no. I am in Balbriggan. I like to yeah. go to Bolt Bridge. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, is the transport, is, is the bus? Yeah, hold on now. Now, the number to ring is 8734... Eight seven two four three four three two. No, eight seven three four. Eight seven three four. Two two two. Two two two. That's the number. And can I give you my phone number in case I cannot find the information? Uh, no, because they give out the information. We and, don't. And can you tell me one more thing? How much is the fare to Bray? Oh, we wouldn't know that. You'll have to check with uh, that number. Can I get a taxi to Bray? Uh, that's that. We can't help you with that. But I need to get to Bray. And this is the transport. This is the Department of Transport. Yeah, but see, we don't deal with taxis. Why not? 
It's not transport, no? You want the number for trains. What is what is this? You want the number for trains. What is this? Trains. What is this? Railway. I don't know. What is the railway? That's us for this episode, Traveller and a Countryman podcast. If you like it, let us know, share it around, and uh, shall we see you on the road?